Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. I'm having a hard time believing that we're already into the month of August 2023, having a wonderful summer so far, and hoping that many of you are experiencing the same. I thought today that it would be fitting to discuss World Breastfeeding Week because it happens to fall between August 1 and August 7 this year. And the point of this podcast is to bring home conversations back to your own kitchen tables to help further information and learning and getting some accurate information that might, uh, that might help our babies, you know, grow to be as healthy as they possibly can be. So I know, you know, things have changed over the years and some of our grandparents and our um, aunties and uncles maybe you know, had information given to them about what would what would uh, help their babies to grow as healthy as they can be, and maybe they would have to consider financial needs and, um, you know, what would be the best of both worlds, for example. And I know that there was an era where instead of formula after breastfeeding, parents used carnation milk, for example, and fed their babies that. And there was the idea that a good, healthy baby was a chunky baby and a fat baby. And so the the motivation was to make sure that your baby was as chubby as they could be. And uh, But we now know that that's not uh, what makes a healthy baby. And in fact, that can actually lead to some ongoing difficulties and maybe some difficulties with uh, weight management and, and, um, you know, eating uh, for the long term. Um, Introducing milk too early or cow's milk too early can create uh, intestinal difficulties and lifelong conditions that make eating and, you know, can contribute to skin um, skin conditions like eczema and other types of allergies and sensitivities. So we know that now, and we know that because the research tells us that very, very clearly. But if our grandmothers and our aunties keep telling us what they knew, um, and we keep believing that around our kitchen table, sometimes we can continue to, to learn things that aren't necessarily as helpful. So the theme for this year's uh, Breastfeeding Week is let's make breastfeeding and work work. So the theme this year is to help support uh, working mothers in their breastfeeding effort because we do know that breastfeeding is best for our babies. But even in spite of this knowledge, I think it's important for all of us to know that across the globe, more than half a billion working women are not given essential maternity protections in their national laws. And just 20% of countries require employers to provide employees with paid breaks and facilities for breastfeeding or expressing milk for their babies. And fewer than half of infants across the globe under six months of age are exclusively breastfed. According to the World Health Organization, optimal breastfeeding is very critical um, and that it actually could save the lives of over 820,000 children under the age of five every single year. 
So the World Health Organization and UNICEF recommend the early initiation of breastfeeding, and ideally that would be within an hour of birth. And they also recommend exclusive breastfeeding for the first six months of life and the introduction to nutritionally adequate and safe complementary, so that means solid foods, at age six months, together with continued breastfeeding for up to two years or beyond. However, we know that many infants and children do not receive this kind of optimal feeding. And as I said, less than half of infants aged zero to six worldwide are exclusively breastfed. So we can do better, and we can do better when we know better. I am certainly no expert, but I have worked within early years programs and attended a lot of different courses and read a lot um, and was lucky enough to have been able to breastfeed my three children. Um, And I think that it is really important to note that exclusive breastfeeding for six months has many benefits to both the mother, mother and the infant. Uh, I remember being very nervous about it and wondering whether I was uh, cut out for this mothering thing. Um, But once the baby was born, it was just a gift that I gave myself to be able to experience that that closeness and uh, and the ability to breastfeed successfully. And and I know that not everyone has that opportunity, and that's okay too. Um, I think that, you know, I'm here to share... Um, what the research says, but I'm also here to say that everybody is different and some people do not have an easy experience breastfeeding and we do have, particularly in Canada, despite some of the shortages as a result of COVID and production um, delays and that kind of thing, but we, you know, we do have excellent nutrition in in the form of of formula. So if that has to be your experience, then then that's okay too. But we do recommend that you give breastfeeding a shot if at all possible. Now, interestingly enough, I think it's also really important to note that again, there's misinformation around um, breastfeeding and what we as moms uh, consume and how that impacts breast milk. And um, so I, you know, a few of us in this field of, of complex mental health and protecting babies um, nutritionally and developmentally through throughout the pregnancy, I think that those of us working again in this field were very surprised to see that there were some breweries, there are some breweries uh, and place and alcohol establishments that are actually providing opportunities for young moms to come in and have playgroups while enjoying a beverage or two. And some of them even proudly advertise that they have quieter and more private space for breastfeeding mothers. And again, bring this back to your kitchen table because I really believe that if these establishments understood the risks associated with alcohol consumption and breastfeeding, um, they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't be offering this because alcohol does travel through the breast milk and into the baby's body and into the baby's brain. And while babies are developing, there is no safe amount of alcohol. And this does impact cell development, um, the health of the cells. And why would we want to do anything that might potentially damage or reduce the developmental potential of our little people. I remember when I had my second baby, I was really, really thirsty and quite enjoying the little 
apple juices and the orange juices that they provide to you in the hospital. And I knew that I probably shouldn't be drinking quite as much, but I'd already had a baby and he was a really good feeder and I really didn't have any difficulties with um, with much of anything that I was able to consume. I mean, I ate and drank very healthily throughout, um, but I drank too much orange juice and I remember giving my baby a, a, a sore belly, you know, and, and that was just one of those things that... Um, that happened fairly innocently, but if it's so clear that eating too much broccoli can create, you know, gassiness and uncomfortable experiences for our baby, certainly alcohol can do the same. And we know that it does impact um, even the baby's ability to sleep soundly um, after mom consumes alcohol and, and breastfeeds. So, so there are some recommendations around that as well. And once again, knowledge is power. And when we know better, we can do better. The research and evidence is clear now, and it's different than it was even when I was having babies. Um, you know, we we knew that um, alcohol wasn't necessarily good for, for anybody, but we certainly didn't understand. And my physicians certainly didn't tell me that alcohol would travel through the breast milk and potentially impact development. But we do know that now. So this is a conversation that we need to bring back home. And in addition to that, I think it's good for us to be reminded that exclusive breastfeeding for six months has many benefits to the infant and mother. It can protect the baby from gastrointestinal infections, which is observed not only in developing countries, but, but our industrialized com- countries as well. And early initiation of breastfeeding protects the newborn from um, some infections and certainly can lead to reduced mortality. Breast milk is also an important source of energy and nutrients in children ages 6 to 23 months, so it can continue past those critical, more critical earlier months. It can provide half or more of the child's energy needs between ages of 6 to 12 months and more than a third between 12 and 24. So children and adolescents who are breastfed as babies are less likely, are said to be less likely to be overweight or obese. And additionally, they perform better on intelligent tests and have higher school attendance. Now, I think it is really important to state that there are other factors that lead to these outcomes as well. But we do know that um, breast milk is, is naturally, obviously, the best option if that's possible. And once again, I'm no expert, but I do believe that there is a real benefit to all the new parents out there to seek out um, the expertise of a lactation consultant. And I happen to have a colleague that I trust um, so, so deeply to be one of the best. And her name is Sonia Boersmum. And her uh, she has a, a private practice called Lactation Care. So I encourage everyone to, um, to look her up if you're interested or if you know of somebody that may benefit from some additional support around feeding issues of all kinds. So she is definitely a lactation consultant. She'll support your breastfeeding efforts, but she'll also support bottle feeding if that's what's necessary and um, all kinds of, of teachings around feeding your your little people. Um, and I think there's a lot that we don't know and there's a lot of little tips and tricks and tools that we can learn in order to um, get our kids on the best possible start to eat healthy and to appreciate 
food for what it is and to, you know, try to minimize those opportunities for more processed or fast foods and things that aren't going to lead to the most positive outcomes and really be creative around um, whole foods and, you know, cost-effective ways to to meal plan and to budget and to, you know, have preparation days so that your weeks are um, less chaotic and easier to, to make sure that you continue to, you know, live in line with your goals and that is to provide your family with um, the healthiest of options. I hope that this has been helpful. I encourage you to check out my website for a few more links to, uh, to information around World um, Breastfeeding Week and uh, some connections to some additional supports if needed. With many thanks, Angela. Angela.